Want to learn from the brightest minds in real estate? Then you'll love our Real Trending Special Edition podcasts. Editor-in-Chief of Content Tracy Bell interviews brokerage leaders, top agents and teams, and industry experts on leadership, recruiting, marketing, and more. Subscribe today at realtrendsinc.podbean.com. Welcome to the Real Trending Podcast. This is your host, Tracy Velt, Editor-in-Chief of Content for Realtrends. Today, we're speaking with Sue Yannacone, Executive Vice President for Coldwell Banker Realty. With nearly two decades of leadership experience in franchise management and real estate brokerage operations, Sue's management area includes the Eastern Seaboard and Midwest regions of Coldwell Banker NRT. She recently led a session about obstacles women face at a Coldwell Banker event. So welcome, Sue. Thank you, Tracy. Very happy to be here. Yeah, um, I'm glad that you could. And I really, I loved um, all the work that you've been doing with the obstacles women face and just talking about women in leadership. So I'd like to kind of start with that and talk to me a little bit about some of the things that you've done to advance women in real estate and um, a little bit about some of your speaking engagements. Absolutely, and I'm super passionate about this um, focus in our industry and, and really focused on helping women develop leadership skills to realize their professional development goals. And so I launched back in January of this year um, a series called What Moves Her? And it was really focused on just that. And the intent, of course, was to travel around and have live events and bring in speakers um, and have it open to all women in the industry and men. It was not specifically to Coldwell Banker. It was really focused on the entire industry. And obviously, we were required to pivot given um, the pandemic. So we pivoted um, in May to a virtual series called Portraits of What Moves Her. And again, it's open to anybody in the industry. And it's really focused, again, on developing women's leadership skills. And we've been super excited to bring in a lot of voices from within the industry, but also leaders in their fields from outside of the real estate industry, women that have blazed trails uh, in different ways, and it's been super exciting. So we focused on topics such as emotional intelligence and how critical that is to leadership development. We've had a discussion on taking control of your career, something that I think women often struggle with, right? So we've had yeah. people come on and speak about how they can do that and what that may mean. And we've leveraged our own, you know, Tanya Runarvayas from our human resources department to talk about that and to provide real tactical, um, actionable items. So I really wanted to take this beyond just sort of inspiration and feel good to um, things that you can walk away with and implement to drive your career forward. And, you know, I'm happy to speak about some of the amazing speakers we've had on, but that's what we've really, we've really looked to focus on. And ironically, the virtual, we're reaching more and more people. So it's actually likely more successful than it would have been had I been trying to hop on planes to do this all over the place. Yeah, it's ironic how that happens, isn't it? <laughs> um, yes. I've sat in on more virtual conferences than I could ever attend in person, and it's just been fascinating. So... So yeah, I'm glad to I'm really glad to hear that. And and I think I would love to hear some stories. Obviously, Coldwell Bankers is very active in in um inclusion, diversity, equity. 
And I want to focus specifically on women, but there are a lot of obstacles when it comes to business. I mean, if you look at the number of women in real estate versus the number of women in real, uh, real estate leadership, um, it's encouraging to know that that number is trending upwards. But tell me a little bit about some of the obstacles you've seen and some ideas for overcoming them and, and some people who you really feel are doing a great job um, over, overcoming those obstacles. Absolutely. And, and I think there's a variety of obstacles, and they, they change over time, right? I think we're doing a lot to um, face those today kind of openly and honestly, and that's one of the things I'm super passionate about is being very candid about what it takes um, to, to rise in leadership, right, and whatever that may be. And I think we have both societal as well as self-imposed obstacles, right? And I think as a society, certainly Coldwell Banker, um, but, you know, there's lots of areas where we're focusing on ensuring that there's awareness of roles, that we're promoting opportunities more. There's a, a huge spotlight on women in the boardroom, women with, you know, at the C-suite, and how do we do that? I think the other underlying area that we really as, as women need to focus on are our self-imposed obstacles. You know, we tend to um, be less willing to take risks. Um, we tend to uh, allow guilt to cloud a lot of our decision-making and sort of, you know, try and be all things to all people and, and, and judge ourselves through others' lenses. And I think that's one of the big things I had to personally overcome was really focusing on whose perception of me mattered, right? As I leaned into my career and decided to just kind of go for it, I've always been a little bit of a risk taker. I've always been comfortable being uncomfortable. And um, what I found, I was shocked with how many people were naysayers or kind of silently judging or in a passive-aggressive way, my choice to put my career first for a long time. I got married later. I had ki a kid later. Um, but then pivoting into after I had a family and, and whatnot to saying, you know what, that's who matters. You know, the other people who are judging or, or you know, trying to lean in on the guilt, I'm just going to ignore them. And I think that's something as women we have to get much more comfortable doing, comfortable in our own skin, comfortable saying, I'm not going to apologize for going after X, Y, or Z. I think that's really important. Um, mm -hmm. And then taking the risk. I mean, I think we could all, you know, I know you've heard the, the, the stats on, you know, sort of the anecdote of, of men will, I, I'm not going to get it 100% right, but go after a job when their resume has like 40 or 50% of the attributes, whereas women wait till we have 100%, you know. Go for it. Use your voice. Find your voice and go after what you want. I think those obstacles are um, a lot of self-imposed ones that, that still need a lot of personalized work. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the What Moves Her, I'm sure, is helping. I know WCR has several initiatives as well. So it's, it's good to hear that a lot is being done to really bring women up. So. Yeah. Absolutely, and I think WCR is doing some amazing things, and, and the focus we have, you know, CAR does, uh, has their, you know, um, with Woman Up, which I've been a part of, which mm -hmm. has been fantastic. Um, and I would also say to, to anyone looking to develop their, their career, make sure you know your business and know your numbers, right? That goes men and women, but I think women um, 
you know, don't be afraid to walk in the room and, and have the facts and the stats, right, and, and know, um, you know, what you're asking for and what you want and, um, you know, know what it's going to take to get there, to fight for what you want. It's not always, you know, we don't want to always approach things emotionally, right? There's, there's, a, um, there's a need to have true uh, fact-based, you know, uh, arguments to support why you're the right person for something. And I think we also tend to not promote ourselves as well. We think our actions will always speak, you know, and that's not always the case. You know, sometimes you got to go in and sell hard for yourself for what you want. And I think that women are in general, and I'm, I'm seeing it more in the next generation too, are much more comfortable doing that. Oh, yeah, definitely in the next generation. I've seen that as well. Now let's take a quick break to hear some exciting news from Real Trends and our sponsors. Ready to sell your firm? Over 760 leading firms have entrusted Real Trends with the sale or purchase of their most important asset, their brokerage company. With a deep knowledge of the real estate industry and current market trends, Real Trends President Steve Murray and Vice President Scott Wright can represent firms of all sizes, models, brands, and locations in the United States and Canada. Now, back to our podcast. Um, you know, so how can real estate professionals get involved in kind of making the industry more inclusive in general? Um, and what initiatives have been implemented through Coldwell Banker? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think awareness and education are fundamental to driving any change, right? First, be mm -hmm open, honest, and aware. Look around. Pick your head up, right? Um, get outside of your bubble. And then, then education. And so Coldwell Banker, you know, we are a leader in our industry. And, and with that leadership comes responsibility. And we take it very seriously to drive a more inclusive environment and a more inclusive industry. And so, you know, obviously for us it goes action beyond just the word. So uh, we, it's a heightened focus at all of our events on diversity and inclusion, both at our most recent Gen Blue session, which was all virtual, Ryan Gorman's public-facing State of the Union. But we've taken that to action. So updated our Fair Housing Handbook. We've created a new ha Fair Housing Training Program that we've made available to not only all Coldwell Banker agents, but also all agents in the industry and, and everybody in the entire industry because we feel it's just that important and we can help lead the industry in that. We um, launched in February, we were so excited to launch Coldwell Bankers Inclusive Ownership Program to increase representation of minorities, women, LGBTQ, and veteran entrepreneurs at the broker owner level. Right, and we, we, oh, we welcomed our first three affiliates in this program in August. So, you know, for me, what I love is, you know, we speak about it. It's a heightened focus. We have employee resource groups at the organization to focus on collaboration and awareness and just real open, honest dialogue, but to take that action beyond the words. And, and we're measuring that and the impact of that and the growth within our industry. So, you know, it's vitally important. And it's also, it, it, it's incumbent upon every individual. You know, we serve diverse communities. And we have to be able to serve them through, you know, awareness and education. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And you, you, you're um, 
initiatives are just spot on, especially in the climate today. So, um, and I want to talk a little bit about COVID-19 too. I think Mm -hmm. what I've seen is I've seen a lot of people rethinking careers or rejuvenating them, really kind of um, thinking more, being more thoughtful of how they're, um, you know, organizing their time. Um, Are you seeing any trends with this, maybe more personal responsibility or personal development um, in, in your company? Absolutely. People are, um, so we're home, right? And it's mm-hmm. ironic that an industry that is all about home, um, you know, we're all, we're all there now, right? And it's taking um, everyone I speak to, and I don't have any trends per se that I've measured, but sort, certainly anecdotally, everybody I talk to has taken time um, or maybe been forced to take time that they otherwise would not have um, to just reframe to recommit and to refocus and take a look at where they are, where they've been and where they're going and how they go about doing it. I think people are um, through this, I kind of referred to it at one point as like the great pause, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Me personally, I was generally on a plane every week. I haven't been on a plane in seven seven months. Mm -hmm. Um, It's absolutely reframed my my home life um, and the way I approach things. And it's, it's forced people to be more intentional, I think, and to think through different ways in which they can accomplish things. We talked about before, you and I, you know, attending more conferences than I ever could have attended. Um, Mm -hmm. But I can do it from my home. I don't necessarily need to be on a plane. And I think people are thinking about what, what matters to them more, prioritizing a little bit more, not being so driven by, um, the rat race, if you will. I mean, our business is on fire. You know, people are extremely mm-hmm. busy. They're learning that they can do their work in a different way. And so, you know, the, the, the one, you know, one of the things that will come out of this, I think, is a more focused and more efficient work process and mindset. And I think that's, that's incredible. And, and I think we are, I mean, I don't want to be sort of altruistic and Pollyanna about it, but it's it's putting home and family, whatever that family looks like. You know, I've had more time with my daughter. I've also had more time with my parents, um, who are older, and and you know that that's important. I wouldn't have done that otherwise, and I think a lot of people are finding that to be the case. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I've I've always worked from home, but um, my husband hasn't, and so it's mm-hmm. been it was an, an adjustment at first for him, but. <laughs> You know, he he loves it now, although they are going yeah. back to the office. So. <laughs> yeah, and it'll be oh. interesting to see how that plays out, right? How many people yeah. are willing to go back to being on the road and how many are, like, running to yeah. the airport right now. <laughs> Get me out yeah, of there's something to be said for, yeah. um, you know, personal interaction, though, you know, meeting people face-to-face. And Absolutely. So as much as some of these conferences going virtual works right now, I think that, people miss that interaction, that networking part of these events that you just don't get when it's virtual and the energy. So I so couldn't I agree more. Like, it's critical. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we'll just be rethinking which events we want to attend more so than stopping, you know, doing them at all. Yeah, and I think looking at the events and saying what is the value they bring, right? It is mm-hmm. that that networking, that relationship building. Yeah. We're still a we're still a relationship-based business. No matter how much technology can make us more efficient, 
and effective, right. it's still about the relationships. And, and even, yeah. even COVID isn't going to change that, in my opinion. Right. So <laughs> what do you find to be the greatest challenge you have in business right now? Yeah, it's a great question because it does always change. And today, for me, it's um, providing the necessary support and flexibility to my employees, to my agents, to my, you know, my colleagues, while still driving business forward and being focused on growth and performance. You know, it's, um, we're, we have many people who are homeschooling. I have a daughter upstairs right now who's in school. Um, you know, we're virtual at least until December. Um, we have, you know, a lot more the benefit of being home is great, but we also have a lot more going on at home right now. You know, it's one thing to work from home when your children are in school all day. It's another to work mm-hmm. home when school is next door, right, in the next room. Right. So it, for me it is that balance because, you know, you do want to be empathetic to the realities of what's going on, but there's still a business to run. And you right. still need to drive results and drive performance. And so for me it's that balance right now, that encouraging people to – um, you know, as, as a leader, encouraging even my, my leaders of leaders, my managers, to be more flexible in the time that people can come to work. And I, you know, I say I don't, as long as the job gets done, you know, kind of thing, then and if you need to be on a, you know, Zoom meeting with your child at 9 a.m., don't schedule a meeting at 9. But I still need the work to get done. And so that's, that's a fine, that's a balance that you have to find. And right now I think it is, of the, it, it is front and center in my mind and our leadership's mind. Yeah, yeah, and women tend to shoulder a lot of the responsibility of, of homeschooling and, and virtual school and, and that as well. So it becomes a we double do. challenge. <laughs> yeah. We do. I call it, we tend to be the default parent on a lot of those yeah. things. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have a high schooler, but she is going to school. She just started oh. um, as a freshman. So, so for now, she's going. And, uh, and she's actually going virtual for two weeks next week just so she doesn't get caught up in the quarantining and she can play volleyball. But, uh, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is, it's tough. I mean, it's, it's, it is. it's, yeah, especially if you have younger children. So. So, yeah. I, I can't, I mean, I've got nine, I, a nine-year-old, not mm-hmm. nine children, Lord. Yep. Um, but um, <laughs> I can't imagine, I have, I have friends and colleagues with, you know, infants yeah. and toddlers and, you know, yes. that's, that's, that's really hard. And yes. um, yeah, so it's, it's yeah. something I think all leaders have to be top of mind and mm-hmm. support um, and, you know, help people get through and provide um, you know, solution, not just yeah. service to it, right? And I think that's really right. important. And it'll help us in yeah. the long run. Even when we're back, maybe we become more empathetic as a society to the reality of, of working parents. Oh, I agree, I agree completely. So, so I want to end the podcast on a real positive note, and I want to talk to you about opportunity. Obviously, there's always opportunity in real estate, um, but where are you seeing the most opportunity for real estate brokers right now? I think the biggest opportunity for brokers right now is wholly focused on taking advantage and leveraging the momentum within the industry right now. Um, The business is, you know, we have have a strong buyer uh, demand. We have uh, low inventory that we should be focusing on driving listings um, and helping our agents, um, you know, uh, drive their listing inventory. 
I think beyond sort of the tactical on the transactional nature, um, organic growth and, and growth opportunities continue to be huge, providing tremendous value and service that supports those agents and their development, um, and, and really uh, diversification to better serve the communities that we're in. There's, there's nothing uh, more important in my mind than doing that uh, right now, and, and there's true business opportunity that comes from that. Right before this, I was listening to the NAREP um, panel on, um, uh, you know, a live panel on because their, their events going on right now, and just learning mm-hmm. about, you know, the uh, the true business and economic opportunities that come through being very aware of the trends in 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 home ownership and how we better serve those. I think brokers uh, will see um, continued success and exponential growth as they're able to leverage and take advantage of those opportunities by serving the communities we're in. So I think that's a huge opportunity. And, you know, we talked a lot about what Coldwell Banker is doing and what the industry is doing. Um, and it's, it's, it's serving those communities, and then it's providing the value to our agents um, by helping make their transactional process more efficient and more effective. Um, you know, we certainly do that through our core four and our value proposition, um, but it's allowing them to serve the consumer better. I think that all yeah. goes in part of that for the opportunity. What is the consumer looking for today, and who is your consumer, and how do you serve them? Yeah. Well, great. Well, Sue, it was wonderful speaking with you today on the Real Trending Podcast. I really appreciate you taking some time to talk to us. Thank you for having me. It was fun. I appreciate it.